0: With King KSOM, KS95 News, I'm Tom Robinson. Good afternoon. High school students at Perry resumed classes this morning. A shooting occurred earlier this month where 6th grader Amir Jalaf and Principal Dan Marburger both died. Interim Perry High School Principal Brad Snogren posted a message on the Perry High School YouTube page this
1: morning. Let's move forward with hope. We will support one another. We will stand strong. Thank you for showing up for bringing your kind hearts and courageous minds as we work together to stay Blue Jay strong.
0: Resources such as counseling support services will be available for teachers, students, and staff. There will be a larger police presence at the school as well and students will be let out at 1:45 this afternoon. One person was found dead following a garage fire in Farragut early this morning. The Fremont County Sheriff's Office received a report at 12.15 a.m. of an occupied structure fire at a detached garage in the winter block of Clay Street in Farragut. Witnesses stated an individual entered the structure. That same individual was not seen coming back out. Firefighters extinguished the fire. Responders searched the structure and found human remains. The deceased individual's identity is being withheld pending notification. The Iowa Department of Public Safety update. Fire Marshal is investigating the incident. The male teenagers arrested for allegedly making violent threats against two school districts in Iowa. Osage and Wayne Community Schools both went into lockdown yesterday after learning about the shooting threats. The 14-year-old former student Osage reportedly made these threats on Snapchat. Charges are pending for the juvenile boy. Creston Police arrested 39-year-old Miguel and Angel Zabada Gonzalez of Creston at 410 South Sumner. Police charged Zabata Gonzalez with OWY and driving while suspended. He was taken to jail and held on a $1,300 cash bond. Montgomery County deputies arrested a 16-year-old juvenile of Stanton on Tuesday afternoon in the 100 block of Coolbaugh Street. Deputies charged the team with four counts of first-degree harassment. Authorities transported him to the juvenile detention center in Council Bluffs. And a Union County man was taken to the hospital following a two-vehicle crash near Creston. The Union County Sheriff's Office says that accident happened around 11.25 a.m. on Tuesday On Osage Street, Pole Road and Highway 34, authorities say 75-year-old Charles Rayburn Davenport of Arisby suffered injuries in the crash. According to the accident report, a 2020 rider truck rental driven by 22-year-old Gage William McCoy of Ames stopped at the stop sign on Osage Street, proceeded to turn left on eastbound Highway 34 because of other semi-traffic turning north, failed to see the westbound 2003 Ford Ranger pickup driven by Davenport. The pickup struck the rider truck, injuring Davenport. Medic 1 transported him to the Greater Regional Medical Center in Creston. AirCat engineer Nick Compton, told the Board of Supervisors this morning that he was contacted by the emergency management about potential FEMA reimbursement for the recent snowstorms. Mandy Billings reports. Nick Kaufman said Adair County is listed as one of the core counties in the state which means they received record snowfall or within 90% of record snowfall. He said they can report costs in a 48-hour window.
1: So I would take the highest 2-day total in costs and then there's also some other I don't completely understand everything they have asked for yet, but I'm compiling everything. Yes. $98,000 overtime only. Machine time we are three hundred and eighty four thousand. I knew that was gonna be big. Repairs and I don't have receipts for invoices from a lot of the repairs, that's gonna be well over fifty thousand. Salt and sand was over ten thousand, I believe.
0: That grand total so far would be around five hundred sixty two thousand dollars. Kaufman said he's not sure what percentage of that he could be potentially reimbursed by FEMA. I'm Eddie Bellings reporting. And the Ottoman County Board of Supervisors started its mission to improve communication with the county's municipalities. Ottoman County Board of Supervisor Chairman Heath Hansen says Ottoman city officials attended last week's meeting, and Exira city officials attended the meeting on a Tuesday. And we just talked about things that are very interesting between the counties and the towns, making sure that we open up those lines of communication so because as it, as it is usually, and anybody who's been on a board kind of knows this. Often the only time that those entities are communicating are when somebody needs money or when somebody's ticked off. And we want to uh, we want to go around that and have us be better partners with each other. Hanson says we'll have a quarterly meetings with the municipalities in the future. So we can get all those things done so that our engineer can meet with the cities and kind of educate them on some of the things that they might need help with or that they might uh, just need to be informed of why do we do things a certain way or you know, what is our five-year plan going forward? And I think that the towns will appreciate that and we'll appreciate hearing from them. Additionally, Hanson says multiple board openings are coming up this December. He wants everyone to... Think about how to fill the various board seats and who is interested in stepping up and taking those positions. Heath Hansen says these boards make the county go, and even though it requires a couple of meetings, it benefits the county. Pottawatomie County Board of Supervisors on Tuesday approved authorizing the chair to sign the certification form on FEMA CRS Community Annual to recertification progress report, Matt Wyatt, Director of Planning and Development, explained that Pottawatomie County is one of two counties in the state of Iowa that has qualified for the community rating system through the National Flood Insurance Program. Currently our residents get to receive a five percent discount on
1: their flood insurance purchased through NFIP. Uh, Because of our participation in the community rating system, it is a higher level of regulation and outreach over the current flood regulations that are out there. And we have advertised with the libraries that were here. We put out flyers in all of the libraries every year. We try to make sure that we uh, inform the residents as much as we can on different flood activities in the area and to ensure that we don't gain a sense of flood amnesia People start to forget about what happened in 2019, 2011, and or start to think that it was a once-in-a-lifetime event.
0: So Lions said they were recently reviewed by the Insurance Services Office. We had noticed that
1: we hadn't ever really been receiving the credit that what we felt that we should on those. And I think FEMA has finally recognized that maybe the ISO was working a little bit too hard on their scoring system. And so FEMA actually came up and met with us this last year and sat down with Pam and I and uh, went through some of the different pieces of the community rating system to hopefully then work with the ISO and increase our rating from that 9. We'd like to get up to about an 8 or a 7 on there as far as our rating goes. And that as we climb that ladder of ratings, the residents get larger discounts towards their flood insurance premium. I think it's to a maximum of uh, 15%.
0: Matt Wyatt, I'm Director of Planning and Development. More news on the web at WesternIowaToday.com. I'm Tom Robinson. Have a great afternoon.